0: Well, the world could be in a better place going into Christmas, couldn't it? Oil has nosedived as people cancel their travel plans. Gas prices in Europe are skyrocketing just in time for the worst of winter. Joe Biden's spending plans look like they're dead in the water. So just like this time last year, it's all about COVID-19. But there's more besides. We've got politics at play in Chile and Turkey just to keep things interesting. And in the UK, too. Will Boris Johnson survive a Christmas roasting, for example? It's Tuesday, the 21st of December twenty twenty one. It's the morning call from Nab. Good morning. Well, oil is the big move overnight. WTI is down over 5%. Brent is down 4.5%. It did slip back below $70 for the uh, first time since the start of the month. European gas prices are rising as well on further supply constraints from Russia. And equities aren't feeling the love either right now. 1.5% fall in the NASDAQ, the Dow and the S&P 500, all about the same amount. The uh, could be the biggest one-day drop since May for the S&P. And uh, the same direction in Europe with the DAX down 1.9%. The euro stocks 50 losing 1.3%, the FTSE down 1% as well. Bond movements have been fairly constrained, though. Ten-year treasuries are at 1.4%, close to where they were this time yesterday, although they did get down to 1.35% overnight. And the US dollar has lost some grand mid-session, but it's claimed most of that back now. It's up 0.4% on the Canadian dollar, countering that... The euro is 0.4% up. The pound is a quarter percent down. And the Aussie, pretty flat, uh, a bit over 71.2 US cents. And we've also seen this 13% jump in the Turkish lira. So there are some moves happening, particularly in emerging markets. Uh, here's NAB's Ray Atrell in Sydney. Of course, you know, we, we expect more violent swings, particularly in equities, don't we, so close to Christmas? Because volumes are dancing. So
1: no, I think that's true. Morning, Phil. Um, you know, although, you know, clearly, you know, the news flow, um, you know, is clearly having... Having a significant impact. So clearly, this is a you know there's fundamental drivers here just beyond sort of end of year thin liquidity, and and clearly, you know, a lot of investors want to take risk off the table, Um, not just because it's Christmas because, but because of you know, assessment of you know the, the negative economic impact that you know the ongoing you know spread or acceleration in the spread of the Omicron. Um, and, you know, uh, other um, strains. You know, Delta's not, uh, unfortunately, not dead and buried. I wonder um, where
0: they're now, because it's starting to take hold in the United States as well, isn't it? So uh, more than 45 states have now got it. Uh, they had 1,000 cases over the weekend, which is a small number. But, of course, that's where it starts. Uh, the total COVID cases in the US has grown 21% over the last couple of weeks. They've had a 16% increase in hospitalisation. So we always think that, you know, the US is coping with this all quite well. But, I mean, I wonder over the Christmas period whether we'll find that changes quite a lot
1: Um, oh certainly it will and uh, and probably the best indicator of that is if you overlay uh, a chart of uk cases against us ones and you lag it by just a couple of weeks you'll see that the us pretty much does what the uk has done you know a little bit earlier and that is telling you that we are going to have a surge in um Uh, in in virus cases there so um, you know and that that message I think is not being is not being lost and I think the other message that isn't being lost is, is it doesn't matter whether you're imposing you know draconian restrictions allow the Netherlands or whether you know, in other parts of the world, including down here, we're saying, look, you know, we've actually, you know, abandoned formal restrictions, even though we're urging, you know, sensible behaviours, um, you know, so whether it's voluntarily or otherwise, we are going to see a dramatic decline in mm. mobility in coming weeks. And, and quite frankly, just a lot of people don't want to catch COVID for Christmas. They're doing everything that they can to preserve the coming weekend in terms of being together with family. And so that is, is obviously causing a, a massive crunch in activity. And uh, and that, of course, I think you know, feeds into why the oil price is as, as low as it is. But against that, yeah. you know, look at gas prices in Europe. We've surged another 8% overnight. Just looking at the numbers, um, were they up 123% in the last three months? And I was talking to Gavin yeah.
0: night. sixfold. If you take it for the year, sixfold. That's right. right. Yeah. So we
1: were talking to talking to Gavin last night and uh, telling me that the average household um, gas bill in the UK could be 700 pounds. What's that close on? Fifteen hundred dollars higher um next year than it has been this year so again the economic implications of that are are not being lost i think on markets but there are other factors too um you know obviously the, the the fate of the build back better you know biden um plan is obviously in doubt after Joe mentions uh, outright refusal to endorse it yesterday so that's playing on things and He's we've had smart, some... He
0: might, be, he, might, he might be coming, you, you may, may finish your other point but let's come back to Joe Manchin because he might have changed his tune a little bit in the last hour or so but you, you're on a catalogue of things so keep going <laughs> Well,
1: <laughs> no I was going to mention emerging markets and uh, certainly when yeah. I was clocking off yesterday you know the Turkish lira was having a, you know a fresh spurt lower um, but just in the last uh, you know just, just before we started recording this you know the Turkish lira has gone up 12% and I'm still trying to catch up with the news but apparently uh, president uh, Erdogan has announced a whole uh, range of measures designed to protect savings from fluctuations in the local cu- uh, currency. I'm not I'm not yet on top of this fully but there's a big reversal but against that you know we've seen the, the Chilean peso join the emerging market naughty coin uh, naughty corner yesterday following the election mm. of this uh, young um, leftist uh, Gabriel Boric to the presidency and that's you know eliciting all sorts of concerns about higher taxes, social spending, um, government uh, regulations. So that obviously feeds into concerns about you know, how welcoming um, you know, Chile will be to, to foreign investment, particularly in the mining sector. So uh, that message hasn't been lost there. So certainly we've got a bit more volatility in, in emerging markets. I think that we can add that one to the list just at the moment.
0: Yeah. So we're just and talking politics. I mean we haven't talked about it this week but it's been the story that's been bubbling under. There's a question mark about, you know, is Boris Johnson actually going to be the prime minister of Great Britain by the end of the year because the uh, you know the uh, the backbenchers are sort of starting to team up against him. Uh, so watch that one with interest. Absolutely. We'll back to the Going back to the States, uh, Joe Manchin uh, said in the last hour or so he's not against this, this spending bill per se. He just sees it as being a bit of a grab bag of ideas. So things he's against are when they try to cut back spending by just shortening the length of uh, particular plans. Uh, you know, it, And if, if it was a true overhaul of the tax code, he might be more supportive of it. So he's basically saying... If it was very different, <laughs> if it was a complete, if it was a completely different bill, I might support it. So I mean, maybe that's not really uh, 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 taking us any further forward. But I mean, it's really that inflation is the big concern, obviously. And uh, uh, and if you're if you're spending when you've got inflation concerns, then uh, you know, is that really going to work?
1: No, absolutely. And I think that's, uh, and and he's really sort of playing with the political grain, because what's abundantly evident is that, you know, high inflation has become a major political issue, which is why, you know, the, you know, the joke, which, of course, um, you know, Jay Powell is is vehemently denying is that, uh, you know, he was only, you know, offered a second term as, uh, you know, as as president on the basis that he was going to jack rates up, which is a bit of a change from from history that says, look, I'll I'll reimpose you as long as you keep rates low. So, um, you know, clearly, you know, the the White House, House is urging on uh, policymakers to get on top of inflation, which, and again, if if Build Back Better is potentially going to add to inflation pressures, at least in the short term, even though it's supposed to be self funding over the life of, uh, of the Build Back Better program, um, you know, but it's more that the short term is pouring fuel on, uh, uh, on on the fire already, and I think that's where Joe mentioned is coming from. He's playing with the the political gallery so so maybe we get something over the line next year as you say in in much different form and presumably with an overall uh, much smaller you know headline price tag at least anyway but um, for the moment markets have taken the the view that you know monetary policy is going to be much tighter next year and fiscal policy is going to potentially turn from being the tailwind that has been the case for much of this year into a significant certainly last year and to some extent earlier this year becoming a, a significant headwind going forward. So I think it's adding to to the, to the concerns there that are feeding some of the equity market below.
0: Well certainly we are going into next year aren't we with uh, you know a, a much slower recovery than we had expected midway through this year. So if we look at that oil price being down and obviously that is because you know people aren't travelling as much uh, coming up to Christmas but even even before we sort of like started to have these, these big concerns. If you look at the flight radar which you know one of my favourite real time data sources which shows the number of commercial flights year on year week by week and uh, and uh, compared to this time uh, last year, well, obviously more people are flying, but compared to two years ago, again, the build-up to Christmas two years ago, uh, still 19% down. And it's been like 19 or 20% down through pretty much most of the year. You know, we've not, we're not back where we were. And when you look at that graph, the, the gap is not really narrowing a great deal. It is a very long, slow climb back. And I think that's the case for a lot of industries. And you wonder how quickly we're going to see any recovery next year
1: no absolutely i am just uh, you know turning the screens on this morning and um, I've seen a word that you might be familiar with called stagflation which had sort of mm. died a bit of a death hadn't it in the last sort of four to six weeks people saying look we know we've got we know we've got deflation bit of, uh, of, of of that term but um but you know the economic yeah Prospects look to be particularly strong, particularly in the U.S. And uh, but now um, you can do your Google Trends um, work overnight if you like, Phil. But I, I, I wonder if I wonder if that <laughs> that word is. Uh um, it, it's making a little bit of a comeback. I'll, I'll look so, it up. Probably see. a little bit alarmist, but um, but it's certainly, you know, the idea that, you know, some of the optimism about just how strong the, the global economy will be next year. And then we've been saying that as far as the EU in particular is concerned, given the gas price issues, which are showing no sign of being resolved. And now, of course, you know, the, the lockdowns that may well be extended uh, well into uh, well into uh, the, the first part of next year, are uh, obviously play mm. to those growth concerns as well.
0: Well, I can tell you that Omicron has as many in the United States has as many searches as that three-letter word beginning with S, uh, which has been a, a, a favorite since the internet started. Uh, but, <laughs> so it's as popular as that is. Uh, but six times as many people are searching for the word Christmas. So let's take uh, let's take some hope on that. We we're still in the uh, in the Christmas spirit in these in these last few days. Look, uh, and in these last few days, there's still a few things going on. We got the RBA minutes today. Are they going to shed any more light on the uh, approach to tapering next year? I know they're looking at three options, and I know uh, NAB has a a view on which, which one of those is most likely. Just stop altogether in February.
1: That's right. So that's, well, that's obviously based on our own forecast for how we think, um, you know, the economy will evolve, <coughs> excuse me, next year, but also, you know, the data flow between between now and, and, uh, and the next meeting in February. And obviously, you know, the labour market in particular continues to, uh, to surprise the RBA's own forecast significantly to the upside. So, you know, so we're favouring that sort of sudden stop, if you like, come February. But the RBA's uh, Governor Phil Lowe made very clear um, in the speech last week that there are sort of three options on the table to sort of taper or, you know, or or carry on um, or or stop the whole thing. So we might get a little bit more colour in in the minutes on that. But also, you know, Mm. one point that came out last week was that uh, Phil Lowe was still adamant that the conditions for higher rates were not going to be in place in 2022, but um, isn't providing the kind of pushback against, uh, you know, potentially, you know, the conditions being in place for 2023, let alone 2024. So anything in the minutes that sort of suggests that they're further rowing away from that sort of previous. This high conviction that um, rates were going nowhere for at least a couple of years will uh, attract a bit of interest as well, I'd suspect.
0: And Canada's retail sales today as well, and Europe's consumer confidence also for, for Germany as well. We know they're not going to be rosy. How can they be when people are struggling to heat their houses? Uh, but and You could assume it's all over for Christmas, but it's not really because we get, we get the PCE deflators. Obviously, you know, the very important number right at the end of the week.
1: No, absolutely. And it's the only sort of, I think that, that stands proud as the, the last remaining bit kind of glamour stat, if you want to call it that, for the end of the year. And, uh, um, you know, obviously it tends to, you know, the movers there tends to lag the CPI. So there's probably less chance of a big uh, upside surprise relative to CPI. He says famous last words. But, uh, um, but yeah, other than that, it's just really just sort of bits and bobs, um, you know, dribbling into the year end. So I think the focus would remain very much on, uh, on obviously, you know, how the virus is, is impacting on, on economic activity. You know, either side of, of Christmas, which uh, I say in, in terms of the the Google search, I hope it was just Christmas, not Christmas, not cancelled. So uh, I think you know the fact that people are being as, as you know restrained as they are, you know, hopefully, is a good omen in terms of people being been able to get uh, get a Christmas weekend away with uh, I think with friends the and family.
0: If we were told Christmas was cancelled, I think wherever you are in the world, people would just ignore it and just carry on anyway, we wouldn't they? regardless, because we are determined to have a good Christmas this year, wherever we are, I think. Absolutely. Good to, and I hope you do too. Good to talk, Ray. Catch Thank you. You, in the, you too, Phil. Well.
1: Cheers, man.
0: bye And I've just looked it up. Stagflation actually peaked on Google searches in early October. It's down two-thirds since then, but that doesn't mean it's not going to come back in the new year. We have one more show before the new year. I'm back tomorrow morning with Rodrigo. See you then. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. Enjoy your Tuesday.